0: This is, this is the Devils State of, of Mind, Mind podcast, podcast. Brought, brought to you, to by, you the by the Hockey, hockey Podcast Network. Now, here's, now your, here's host, your host, Neil Villapiano. What is going on, Devils fans? It is once again your host, Neil Villapiano, and a welcome to another edition. Of Of the Devil's State of Mind podcast, right here on the Hockey Podcast Network, the best place to get everything you need to know about your new Jersey Devils. I hope you guys, as always, are having a fantastic day wherever you're listening to this podcast episode. Thank you guys, as always, for taking time out of your day to check these episodes out. I greatly, greatly appreciate this podcast and everything we do here at the Hockey Podcast Network are sponsored by the great people over at DraftKings Sportsbook. When you sign up for DraftKings, ladies and gentlemen, yes, with now we are down to the final four of the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament Championships. You know, DraftKings has a lot of really, really good opportunities to win huge cash prizes and make bets. So get on there, sign up for DraftKings, use our promo code THPA. And tell him Neil Villapiano sent you. Folks, for the first time in a while, we don't have a game to recap. So I thought it would be a good idea to kind of take some time to look over, you know, have another major prospect slash Utica Comets update. Because I think it's been a little while since the last time I talked about it. We did get some pretty interesting news, though. The Devils did sign a college free agent um, just, well, I, it was made official the day after the Devils game. Um, on Sunday, uh, but yeah, I mean, it it was definitely one of the, he's a really interesting player. There's no question about it. And we'll get into more details about him in just a minute. Uh, like I said, we're also going to be doing just some recaps with regards to, with some updates with regards to prospect, um, with some prospects in the organization. We're also going to give you a quick practice update over the last couple of days, as we get ready for the devils to head to Boston to take on the Bruins. And then right after that, the Devils are on another long homestand. It'll it'll be a four game homestand. So the Devils will be playing a lot more at home down the stretch as we get into the final months of the season. April 29th is actually the last game of the season for the Devils. So we're a little less than a month away from the end of the season, which uh, definitely kind of sucks considering the Devils uh, once again, will not be competing for the Stanley cup in the playoffs. Uh, but As they always say, there's always next year. So, as always, guys, we have a bunch to get to here on the Devil's State of Mind podcast. So let's not waste any more time and get rolling. So we'll start with the news that the Devils uh, made on Monday. Uh, On Monday, the Devils announced the signing of college free agent Brian Holonen, a college free agent winger out of Michigan Tech, to a two-year entry-level contract starting with the 2022-23 NHL season. He will sign an American Hockey League Amateur Trial Contract, or ATO for short, and report to Utica this week. So I would imagine at this point that he's probably down there with the Utica Comets, um, considering Michigan Tech's season is over. He was now free to sign with whomever because he was not um, he was not with a team. Now here's some more information about Halonen. Halonen. 23, led the Huskies with 44 points in the 2021-2022 season after the forward earned 21 goals and 23 assists for a total of, as I just mentioned, 44 points in 36 games played. He finished 6th in the NCAA in goals, 8th in total points, and 1st five on five goals and that's uh that's a pretty good uh, stat to be leading you know if you're having that much success with even strength imagine what he could do when it comes to you know being on special teams certainly in the power play the ncaa recently nominated halonen as a top 10 finalist for the hobie baker memorial award which is presented annually to the ncaa's top player in division one men's hockey so if you're a college football fan I would say the Hobie Baker award is the equivalent to the Heisman trophy. It basically means that you are voted as the best player in division one, college hockey or college football, whatever way you want to look at it. Um, Additionally, the right handed shot. Uh, shooter was named to the All-Central Collegiate Hockey Association, CCHA, first team after Halonen led the CCHA in points 36 and goals in conference games. So he was arguably, well, not even arguably, he was the best player on Michigan Tech and arguably the best player in the CCHA this year. Some more information here. He played in 138 total games over the span of a four-year collegiate career starting back in 2018-19 and then finishing in 21-22 at Michigan Tech, recording 53 goals and 52 assists for 105 career points. Halonin also scored 10 career game-winning goals for the Huskies and finished his career with a plus-minus rating of plus 35. He earned Michigan Tech's Norbert Madovich Memorial Outstanding Freshman Award in 2018-2019 after recording 21 points, 12 goals, and 9 assists. And here's a little bit of a scouting report. On Holonen to give you guys a better uh, under, a better idea of who he is. Holonen is a stack board at six foot two hundred fifteen pounds. He's got size, strength, and a shot that are NHL caliber. The twenty three year old can really shoot the puck well. He has perhaps one of the best shots in all of college hockey. Arguably, his greatest asset. Physically, Holonen is a thick. He is a thick boy, powerful winger that plays a heavy game down low in the offensive zone and is strong on the puck. He's difficult to deal with around the net and hard to move. Now, with regards to Holonen, uh, where he might fit with the Utica Comets, uh, the Devils go on to say Holonen could fit into a top six role as well as receiving some time in the power play for the Comets. He could get a look as a net front position on the man advantage. I think it is something to keep in mind, considering that Alexander Holtz has been out the last couple of games for Utica with an injury, so maybe Holonen can fit into his role Um at least for the time being, I'm not sure exactly when uh, when Halona will get the opportunity to um, to play. I guess we'll see what happens with that. But looking at Halona, I think one of the things that's very exciting about it is the fact that he's arguably one of the better players in college hockey this season. And, and you look at it right now, he's one of the top 10 finalists for the best player in Division One men's ice hockey in college. I think that, that definitely points out that this kid is very, very talented. And yeah, he's only six foot, but like they mentioned, he's well over 200 pounds. So he's a kid, and also he is 23, so he's a little bit older than some of the other guys that we have. He's been able to bang the body around, and he's actually ready physically in some degree to play in the NHL. I'm not saying in long-term is going to be a guy that um, that we have that becomes you know a great top six player on our team, but as you know, as I've mentioned before, it is important to constantly keep your farm system stacked with talent, continue to develop, guys, to give your, your organization in general an opportunity to get better in other phases instead of just constantly going after free agents or making trades in the NHL. You have these young players that can come in and make a difference. So Holonan now has definitely become uh one of the top prospects, I think, on this team. I know he still hasn't been proven yet playing professional hockey, but I think considering you know his resume and what he's been able to do I think he's considered a, a top prospect especially knowing that he's an offensive minded guy with a really really good shot again very similar to Alexander Holtz So I think it's important to have guys like this so I'm very interested to see what Holonen can do uh while he's down in Utica the comments have something around the around the marks of 13 more games to go in the season so it's a matter of just how how quickly can uh Holonen get himself um uh, going here and uh, be able to come into the team and help. I mean, it certainly would be great if he could help out with the scoring a lot more. So obviously I'm also very much interested to see how he ends up finishing when it comes to the Hobie Baker award. We actually do have another player on that list that we will talk about later on in this episode. But I think when I look at it, I say you know, it's a pretty good player, pretty good player, or, you know, the best player on the team, which is, you know, sometimes the thing that you want to get when you sign these college free agents. And, uh, you know, Tommy Fitz is going to be constantly looking for different ways to upgrade the entire organization, make the teams better, you know, constantly give himself a chance to have other resources to get talent around this, uh, around, and just in this organization in general. And I think adding a guy like Holonin is, um, is really good. And, uh, I'm, I'm kind of curious to know why he was a college free agent. I don't know if maybe because he had played four years or that maybe his stats over the course of four years didn't pop out like some other guys can. But I think definitely you look at a guy like Brian Halonin and you say to yourself, he probably did make the right choice to play four years. And you saw in his fourth year this year, this has been his best year. and He's finishing his college career on a high note with him being considered one of the top 10 best players in all of college hockey. Now he gets a chance to play some professional hockey down the road, maybe in the the playoffs, and get a huge amount of professional experience going into next season. So again, the Devils back on Monday signed one of the top college free agents out there, Brian Holonen, a winger from Michigan Tech, to a two-year entry-level contract, again, that will not start until the 2022-23 season, and he has signed an American Hockey League amateur tryout contract, and he will be a part of the Utica Comets for the rest of the season. So welcome to the New Jersey Devils, Brian Halonen. So the next thing that I wanted to give you guys um, something to talk about was simply, you know, some updates from practice. And, um, you know, they're not major, major news, but I think that there is definitely a lot of things to discuss. Uh, The first thing is that this has been arguably the healthiest the team has been throughout the year. And yes, we still have a bunch of guys who are on IR or who are out for the year. But at the same time, there's a lot of really, you know, available bodies right now. And I think that that's a really, really good um, thing to have. Obviously, it's not ideal considering how late in the season we are. But I think for the Devils themselves and for the players on the team, I think they're just happy to have at least a period of time where they're almost, almost at full strength. Uh, According to Amanda Stein, uh, Tice Thompson, who has been out for most of the year since November with an injury, will most likely go to Utica once he is fully recovered from injury. Now, I am recording this on Thursday morning. So I do apologize for a little bit of the lateness here, but I'm still getting it out. Um, I just got word from the Devils that uh, Yanni Kwokinen has been taken off IR. So he is now going to be able to play again. And Tyce Thompson as well has been taken off IR and is being sent back down to Utica. So this just kind of... Um, continues on with what amanda stein said the tights thompson will most likely go down to utica once he's fully recovered so thompson who uh has that a difficult year to say the least you know he did show some promise early in the year but then got hurt couldn't really recover from it finally is back now he'll get a chance to try to finish the finish his uh entire uh professional hockey season uh down in utica to help the team so more uh talent more reinforcements are going down to utica which is really really good um but yeah, Tyce Thompson is now uh, fully healthy. Yanni Kwokinen is back to being fully healthy. And so again, this has been the healthiest the team has been throughout the year. Uh, both Kevin Ball and AJ Greer ended up going back down to Utica. And we'll talk about Greer in just a minute because he has certainly uh, made the most of this last, I don't want to say demotion, but the, the last time he goes back down to uh, Utica. So both of those guys had a short stint here and now they will go back and try to help out the Utica comments as best as they can. Andrew Hammond, who the Devils acquired via trade at the deadline, the only move the Devils made, uh, has been practicing with the team the past few days. So there is a a decent amount of optimism that Andrew Hammond could be actually healthy to play very, very soon. Now, Tom Fitzgerald did say that his game plan, what it sounds like at least, his game plan for the foreseeable future was that he was going to have all three goaltenders, uh, Hammond, Gillies, and Dawes, all with the team. I don't know what's going to happen after that. I don't know what's actually, you know, things could change the second Hammond gets an opportunity to play. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think Tom Petro really just wants this team to continue to compete down the stretch here and try to finish the season on a high note, like I've mentioned before. So there's some good news there. Pavel Zaka has either left practice early or didn't practice at all the past couple of days. Lindy Ruff said that he felt he would be a little bit further along. So, Zaka's injury, which he sustained a couple of weeks ago uh, on our Western Canada trip uh, when he got hurt against Vancouver, um, he has, it sounds like it's a lot more serious than we were originally led on to believe. Um, I still believe that that's probably the biggest reason why Zaka wasn't moved, because I think that Fitzgerald probably got calls about him. They asked honestly what his situation is, and Fitzgerald probably was telling him it's probably going to be longer than you think. And uh, I think teams, understandably so, were not willing to give up you know any sort of assets for a guy that maybe doesn't even play the rest of the year. So I guess we'll see what happens um, moving forward, I guess we'll see what happens with Zaka. But uh, as of right now, it doesn't seem like Zaka is going to be returning to the team anytime soon. Soon. Now, in the case of Mackenzie Blackwood, uh, Blackwood has been skating on his own as of late. And Lindy Ruff said he hasn't experienced any setbacks. Uh, Ruff would also go on to say that the expect, the hope is, is that they can get Blackwood back to being 100%. healthy at some point before the season ends. So I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means, you know, a guy like Gillies or Hammond would end up being cut or that would actually... Uh, then force uh, Dawes to be sent back down to Utica? I don't know. We don't even know if the, how good of a chance there is that Blackwood could come back. I've argued to say that maybe it's not good for Blackwood to come back from his own standpoint. Um, you know, I understand that Blackwood probably wants to play a little bit. The Devils want to see how he's doing and kind of go from there. But at the same time, you have several other goaltenders that can, you know, obviously with the exception of Gillies, who can more or less just kind of, carry the load for the last 15, 16 games left to go in the season and, and uh, just finished the year. But uh, I'm sure Blackwood's going to try to come back this year. And if he does, I'm sure that uh, all of us will be anxious to see how he looks and uh, what he can do at the, um, in the very, very latter half of this season. So that's kind of the main practice updates. Again, the Yanni Klokin and Tice Thompson news came today here on Thursday this morning. So that was kind of the, that was really the most up-to-date news when it comes to, um, to practice. So yeah, I mean, you look at it and you, and you say to yourself, okay, this team is now starting to get some healthy bodies back and it's good. Because now you get to see some other guys uh, play. I'm I'm hoping that Yanni and who's had a very very disappointing year with this team, I'm hoping that he can uh, you know do some good things at the end of the year. Uh, Tyce Thompson, I'm sure he'll be welcomed back in Utica, and now he'll get a chance to help a Utica team continue to try to make a run at a Calder Cup championship. And then with regards to you know Hammond, definitely anxious to see him play and see what he can do and and everything like that. Zaka. I don't know what to say about him. And then Blackwood, again, also, it's just a matter of, uh, you know, when do the when do the Devils and when does Blackwood feel that he is ready to go? It's, it's, it's definitely a waiting-it-out period right now for some of these guys. The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins. As the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big two. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state, don't worry. You still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 or older, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So, the third and final thing I wanted to talk to you guys about here on this episode of the Double State of Mind podcast, which is a little bit shorter than most episodes but again with no um with no game recaps um you know obviously you had to find other things to talk about and don't worry i'm always going to find things to talk about so so don't you worry about that uh our third and final thing is going to be giving you guys some prospect slash utica comets updates which i do from time to time i'm trying to do a little bit more of it but i'll certainly do more of it once we get to the off season especially with guys with you know the team like the utica comets once they get into the playoffs so Make sure you stay tuned with that. Let's start with the aforementioned Utica Comets. The Comets have won three of their last four games at the time of this recording. They have a back-to-back this weekend against the Syracuse Crunch and the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and here are the four guys, and there's a lot of guys that have played well, but here are the four guys that have really stand stood out the most when it comes to the success that the Utica Commons have had all season long. Fabian Zetterlin, who has actually had a cup of coffee with the New Jersey Devils earlier this year, is the team's best overall you know goal scorer as well as point maker on this team. He currently has 24 goals, 27 assists for 51 points, so incredibly, incredibly impressive. I know uh, one of the goals he most recently scored, he actually ended up colliding with the ref. It was kind of a very funny moment that the Utica comments and everybody shared. So that was kind of funny. Uh, Alexander Holtz, who, like I mentioned before, has been hurt the last couple of games. Hopefully it's nothing serious because I'd like to see him continue to play. He has 22 goals, 21 assists for 43 points. So he's not that far behind Zetterlin in goals or points right now. But um, obviously, again, with him being hurt, he's losing time. The next guy is a guy that I've been very excited about for a, for a while here, and that's Riley Walsh, who has seven goals, 29 assists, for 36 points. He's arguably the, the Utica Commons best offensive defenseman, really, really has flourished here um, this season, as have a lot of guys um, on this Utica Comments team. And then you have Akira Schmidt who we saw him play a couple of times when he was here with the Devils. Yes, he didn't look all that good, but considering what the Devils were doing at the time when he was here, you know, he was kind of hung out to dry in many aspects. But Akira Schmidt has posted a very impressive 19, 19 record with a 2.46 goals against average and a 0. .915 save percentage still Considered one of the top goaltenders in the American Hockey League. So he is developing very, very well right now down in Utica. The Comets currently stand with a 38 15 and six record. That is good for four, first in the North Division, first overall in the Eastern Conference, and they are tied right now for the second most points in the AHL. The funny thing is, and I don't know if it's because the Comets had a, you know, they have a couple of games in hand on. Some of the teams above them in the league, but there's already been three teams um, in the, uh, in the AHL that have clinched the playoff spot. And it is kind of crazy how the Comets have the second most points in the league and they still haven't clinched the playoff spot. But I think that mainly just has to do with the fact that they still have a bunch of games they have to make up from earlier in the year. And speaking of those games, the Comets currently have 13 games remaining on the season. So I'm sure that they would love to try to win all 13 of those. I know that's probably not going to happen, but still, I mean, if they win all 13, you're talking about a 51 win season, probably not going to, I would say realistically, maybe 45, 46, considering how the Comets have played throughout most of the year, which I still think is phenomenal for for the Comets to have this much success in their first year. Now being back with the Devils as their affiliate it is just it's just great. It's just absolutely great. So the Utica Comets continue to roll. Uh, their last game, which I just saw here, they ended up losing a tough one, 4-3 to three in Rochester against the Americans. And AJ Greer, A.J. Greer, who we just mentioned earlier, who was with the Devils for a couple of games, has been one of the top uh, point-getters and goal scorers on the Comets this year, got sent back down to Utica. He had a hat trick in that game. He had a hat trick. He scored all three goals for the Comets. He has seven points since being back down on Monday, since being sent back down on Monday. And also he had nine shots on goal. So I look at that and I say, well, obviously, uh, AJ Greer did You know, seem to fit right back in with the Comets very quickly. Um, I also kind of wonder, and I know I talked um, a lot about him in an exciting way, uh, earlier this week um i do wonder a little bit if he's more considered to be an ahl type player because even a guy like chase DeLeo, leo who the who the devil's um who the devil signed who was an ahl player you know some guys just seem to do a lot better down there they seem to their skill sets are just better for that area but when they come up to the devils or come up to the nhl they don't they don't seem to have the same amount of success um and i'm not trying to knock on these guys i think it's just It happens with every team. It happens with a lot of players. But uh, it's good to see guys like Greer and even Chase DeLeon, who are not considered major prospects on this team, still actually contributing as well to a winning cause, which is absolutely phenomenal. So, yeah, A.J. Greer, seven points since he got sent down on Monday. Um, So he has definitely used it as motivation to continue to try to play hard. Um, But, yeah, the Comets are coming off that tough loss to Rochester. And like I said before, they have Thursday off, Friday off, and then they'll play back to back on the weekend against Syracuse and Lehigh Valley, and hopefully by the end of this um, this week, this yeah this week, the Comets would have 40 wins, which would be absolutely phenomenal. But uh, yeah, Comets continuing to roll right now, and as we get closer, closer to the end of the year, you get more and more excited about the possibilities of what they can do once they get into the playoffs. Then the next two guys I wanted to talk about are both on the same team, and that is. Luke Hughes and Ethan Edwards. Ethan Edwards is um, a guy that the Devils drafted last year in the draft later in the later rounds. Um, but uh, he obviously is now very good friends with Luke Hughes, their teammates uh, this season for Luke Hughes. Here's an update 17 goals, 22 assists, for 39 points, he's already broken so many different records for freshmen and for defensemen in general. He has been phenomenal. Then for Ethan Edwards, not as great, but still solid. Three goals, eight assists, 11 points. Ethan Edwards is probably a guy that would be more of a long-term player, a guy that's going to take a couple of more years to get himself uh, going. Uh, Luke Hughes is a top 10 finalist for the Hobie Baker award. So the devils now have two players on that list within their organization that are in the top 10 list. Do I think that there's a more likely chance that Luke Hughes will be, uh, well, not would be, but could potentially win it over Halonen? Yes, absolutely. Cause again, Hughes is defenseman. He's had a great year. You know, Michigan has really been rolling this season and you know, it just, that that's really just what it is. I mean, I'm just being very, very honest and looking at it. Um, as far as Michigan themselves, Michigan won the big 10 tournament championship. So they won their tournament and they just advanced to the frozen four, which is the college hockey's equivalent to the final four. It's the frozen four. It'll be played in Boston. So Michigan will be taking on Denver and that game will be on Sunday, April 7th. So a week. So not too long from now. Not too long from now, it should be um, it should be interesting to see what happens with uh, them. And, and yeah, I'm not a Michigan fan. Uh, never been a fan of Michigan, but this would be one of the few times where I'd actually want to see them win because it would be beneficial for both Luke Hughes and Ethan Edwards as devil's prospects to uh, learn how to win championships and uh, grow from there. Michigan's a great program when it comes to developing NHL caliber players. Um, as far as what Hughes and Edwards have done in the tournament, both have uh, been relatively quiet. Uh, Luke Hughes has no goals, but he has two assists for two points. Uh, and for Edwards, he does have a goal, no assist, and He has one point. So both of them have been quiet, but still contributing to a winning cause. So it'll be, again, very excited to see what they can do once we get to um, once we get to the um, the Frozen Four. And by the way, it's not April seventh. I believe it's April what ninth or well, hold on. I think it's going to be. I want to double check on this because I wrote it down as April seventh, but I think that might have been incorrect. But uh, I'm just gonna. I'm I'm usually like really on top of my my game. But uh I think some of the stats have really kind of thrown me off here. So we'll just kind of double check on that. No, it is on April 7th. It is on April 7th at 5 p.m. Eastern. They'll be taking on Denver and the other Frozen Four game is Minnesota taking on Minnesota State. So that should be a lot of fun. So the Battle of Minnesota there to see who will get in. So uh the hope is that Luke Hughes and Ethan Edwards have at least another game at least another two games uh, before their uh, season ends. Um, do I think Luke Hughes uh, will end up going to Utica after the season? I really don't know. They haven't, I don't think they've signed him to an entry-level deal yet, so I, I don't really know. I really don't know what um, what the Devils are going to do with him, what Luke Hughes wants to do? Do I think he might play another year at Michigan? I think that there's a good chance. I think there's a very good chance that he can can go back for another year. It all depends on what everyone feels is the best in everybody's interest. But, uh, you know, good luck to the University of Michigan and good luck to uh, Luke Hughes and Ethan Edwards, and hopefully they can win uh, the national championship this year, which would be phenomenal. Now, the last prospect I want to talk about is somebody that a lot of people haven't heard of recently and that is a player by the name of Samu Salmanin uh, which is one of the best names I've ever heard. Um, He's a guy that we've talked about a little bit uh, before but he is definitely somebody that uh, needs to be talked about right now because considering what he's done this year it really really kind of blows you away in many degrees and I think it's um, it's definitely important to uh, you know take some time to talk about. So, to kind of give you some some background on uh, Samu, he was drafted in the third round of this past draft, the 2021 NHL draft. He is currently the captain of the under-20 Jokarit team in Finland, so that goes goes a long way. You know, we have a young player that is now being asked to be in a leadership role. I think that is really, really good. He finished the regular season with 19 goals, 29 assists for 48 points, which is the second most points that any devil's prospect has scored this season. And I looked at it from the prospect pool. He's arguably been, uh, other than Zetterland, one of the best prospects we've had this year. Now we did get some information, uh, about a month ago, Yari Curry, you guys remember Yari Curry, hall of famer played with the, uh, play with the Edmonton Oilers winning Stanley Cups also play with the Kings with Wayne Gretzky as well. You know they, he played with Wayne Gretzky for a long time. Uh he's the chairman of the Jokers. Joker is the Jokers. He has made a dec- he made a decision to suspend the club's KHL season for 2021-22. In the current global situation, it would have been impossible to continue the season. So this mainly has to do with the fact of what's still going on in Ukraine. Um and it's crazy to think about how it's been almost I think it's been a month now or pretty close to it since um since this uh, this whole stuff happened, it's really sad that it's continuing to go on. Um, the Joker's were to play in the KHL playoffs against Spartak Moscow back on March first. So the the you know Joker has hasn't played. So basically, I guess to put it bluntly, Samu Samonin's season ends uh, prematurely, which is very unfortunate from the player's perspective. But again, you can honestly understand why Yari Curry and the team decided to do that. Uh, but still, you look at some. Salmon so, I mean, and he's done really really well this season as a guy who just got drafted and a guy that um you know could very well be an under the radar type prospect that maybe we don't ex- you know maybe we didn't expect him to come out and be a top prospect but then gets himself really really going which is absolutely phenomenal now I did want to point out one thing, kind of wanted to shout it out really. Um, Scott Wheeler, who's a national reporter covering the NHL draft and prospects for the athletic, he actually just wrote an article a couple of days ago. A couple of days ago, whoa, that was on the on Tuesday, actually, he posted it. And it was only it was all talking about Samu Salman. And here's the title of it. It says, He could already be he could already be playing pro. He could already be playing in college, but New Jersey Devils prospect Samu Salmanin chose a different path. The destination, the NHL, may still be the same, though. So Samu Salmanin, from what I read from this article, is somebody that he has the ability to come in and play professional hockey and play it at a very high level. He also has the makings where he could have gone to a college team over here in the United States and played there and had success, but he chose to play in the under 20 team that plays also, you know, with regards to the KHL, which is arguably the second best league for professional hockey in all of the world. I don't think there's much debate about that. And Solomon and, you know, he spoke about how he just doesn't have really any regrets and he wants to develop his game the proper way. He knows that he wants to get to the NHL as quick as possible, but he also knows that he doesn't want to overdo it and then put himself in a position where he cannot have success. So that's kind of the thing that you have to look at that. And it is, it, there really isn't arg- really any argument when it comes to saying that Sal- Salman is not the best player in the finish under 20 league. I mean, he's been the best player we have seen in Quite some time from that league. So I think that it it doesn't, it it just makes you excited because, you know, we talk about so often the prospects that really excite the top guys, the Alexander Holtz, the Luke Hughes, the Dawson Mercers, the Shakir Mukamadulin guys, you know, guys like that. But then you have guys like Samu Salmanin who are under the radar that when they were drafted, you don't know much about them. You don't know what they're going to bring. And maybe in many ways, the expectation is that they probably won't make the NHL. You know, that's kind of just how it goes. But then you see them put on performances like, you know, Samu did this season and you say, huh? And I'm sure the devil saw it and said, wow. So he's taken a captaincy role, a lead, you know, a leadership role, and he's been the best player in that league. That's a guy we definitely have to keep more of our eye on because he's developing very, very well. That's what it is. Look at Jesper Bratt for an example. I love using Jesper Bratt because he's a prime example of this. Jesper Bratt, when he was drafted, was a sixth round pick. I didn't even know who Jesper Bratt was until the first game of the season in 2017-18 when he had, when he had two goals. That was literally like the first time. I did not know who Jesper Bratt was. I didn't even see him in the preseason. I did not know who he was. But he's come in ever since then, and like I've mentioned before, is one of the most underrated players in the National Hockey League, and a guy who's a per game player. I'm not saying Samu Salmanin is going to be that as well, although I would love that, do not get me wrong. But what I'm saying is simply that you can't judge a book by its cover, clearly. You know, you don't know at the end of the day when you draft somebody, you really don't know what's going to happen once they get their opportunity to play in the NHL. You don't know how they're going to develop, how their trajectory is going to go. You really don't. And it's a matter of just giving these guys the opportunity to be put in the best position possible to succeed and then seeing what they can do with it. If they're able to run with it, great. If they're not, well, you know, every single organization in the National Hockey League is going to swing it, miss it, prospects. Whether they're in the first round or whether they are undrafted and you give them a chance, you know, it doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, a guy like Samu Salmanin is making the best of the decision that he's made. And I'm sure he doesn't regret it at all. And I'm very curious to see what the devils decide to do with him going into next year. There's obviously some other guys, the devil's got to worry about, but still I would say to you guys, especially if we have a prospect camp, like we've done in years past going into next year, I wouldn't be surprised if Samu Salmanin got an opportunity to come here. And if he does, keep an eye on him because he may be a lot further along than any of us actually expect. Very excited to see what this kid can do long term.